What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitzed Podcast. Today we're talking week nine of the NFL. And to be honest, Kev, I'm, I'm just, time has flown. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe. And I'm Paul Pickham, Winham Concha, the drunk gambler. And I'm joined with. It's crazy that you said time has flown, man. I fucking love the fine Because, you know, I like to cover the playoffs. I'm a playoffs podcast. You feel me? <sighs> can't wait for can't wait for the games to go from eight, from, from 13 to eight, from eight to four. Four to two, and then our last big Super Bowl. Love to see that shit. But motherfucking, this is your boy Kev Waterboy's boy, aka the Don Pye, also known as a motherfucker on your screen right now. And we got to talk Week Nine because there's some there's some spreads on this one. I want to say like, not counting just last. If you don't count just last, if you count last night too, there's a couple of like real big double digit spreads and shit. Like it's looking like God damn. Yeah, the Chiefs and Buffalo both have double digit spreads. I think deservingly so. They both been well oiled machines this year. Yeah, they earned their spreads. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. But the, I mean, just take it as a grain of salt. But one of them spreads already didn't hit. We had the Texans covering plus fourteen, still gets the L, and the Eagles. I mean, they they just kind of kept the same shit going on the whole game. They scored seven points every quarter. Just seven, 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 and eight. Like they just they. It's kept a nice steady dream stream of points, whereas Texans, I felt like, came out kind of hot, came out good, and then one Davis Mills pick, cash that prop, and then another Davis Mills pick in the worst possible time, and, and that was all she wrote for me. Bro, that fucking Eagles defense is something else, because, like, they're giving the, the – the Texans came ready with a great game plan, and they kind of kept the game close, especially in the beginning – Leaving um leaving the score at halftime 14-14 after the missed field goal, but that Eagles defense is something else. Just um Bradbury getting the pick, C.J. Henderson, no C.J. Gardner getting the pick. Yeah, five mm-hmm. of them fuckers this year leading the NFL, I believe. Yeah, they're not giving up shit all season type shit, and like their defense held the running bay. They didn't let David Pierce get too loose on their ass. Never really gave up any crazy plays. I feel like they were just shocked at the fit that the. I think they were most shocked in the beginning that the Texans were actually um online. Damian Pierce did break for like twenty or twenty five, but um they just kept um Texans at bay. They made them look crazy in the red zone. But Davis Mills did have a couple of throws, like that second throw at that halftime for the touchdown before. That was a great throw. Chris Moore. Yeah, but besides for that, nah, 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 nah. this game went exactly like it was supposed to. Yeah, no, and uh, Texans. I mean, I will give it to them. They, they. I thought this might be a team that might give up. I mean, Brandon Cooks didn't play because of personal reasons. He's pissed off, but he is back in the facility, so he should play next week. It's, they probably are gonna fix what's going on there. But he play better without his ass. Yeah, I mean, the ball was moving, and I think they're finally like doing what the Falcons are doing, where they're like, let's just run the fucking ball, even if we're losing. We're gonna run the ball because we we were really good at running the ball. Not really good. They're not the Texans, at least, are not really good at running the ball. But like, you at least got something. Let's much, let's work with it. They're now. much better at running the ball. Yeah, y'all are much better. But they have Damian Pierce, big ass, and it's like, okay, well, we at least got one stallion in this horse race. Let's use it. Yeah, but once the Eagles, once the Eagles kind of put their foot on the gas, they did like all oh, that shit. And and I mean Eagles. Uh, the only reason they didn't cover also is like they just made some untimely errors, like the interception from Hertz, and there was a, almost another interception. For Hertz almost had two interceptions, and like both of them weren't like the best looking throws. And he had a fumble now. 
Yeah, and yeah, so like the Texas defense was stepping up. So I, I will give it to them. They they still have a little fight in them. They're not going out like some bitches. They at least are trying to win games still. On to Sunday night, not night, Sunday football slate. I mean, save the best for first. We got the Bills versus the Jets. Bills are laying 11 and a half points. This is the big ass spread you were talking about earlier, bro. I'm like, ha ha, bye bye, Zach Wilson. You about to get obliterated. And it's crazy because, like you said, the Bills have been well oiled machines. But 11 and a half points is a. Yeah. In a lot of situations, except for the Bills versus the Jets. This is a, but at the same time, this is a divisional game. And the, the um, fun fact the Jets' defense actually let up less yards per play than. um. Than the Bills do, but like the Bills just can um can can um force so many can create so many turnovers, nobody really notices. And uh, I mean, one thing I'm pointing out, I mean, is how bad Zach Wilson is. Like, I'm happy everyone is coming around to this, but Warren Sharp, Pro Football Focus himself, dropped a little thing explaining that Zach Wilson has had the most time to throw the ball. He has like out of every quarterback this year. And he has the worst passer rating in the history of NFL since the start of football for any quarterback that has over three and a half seconds to throw, which is a long time because he's averaging over three and a half seconds when he throws. Like he's getting protection, and yet when he has more protection, he's even worse. It don't make sense. Like he's just, I, he's terrible. Bills are just, I mean, 11 and a half. I mean, I think, I don't think it's big enough. That's your homie, man, but not. I mean, this team isn't really shit. I mean, there's nothing that they can really do that matches up well against the Bills. But 11 and a half points, I've seen a, like a couple podcasts they was taking the Jets, like the um, Sports Gambling podcast take the Jets. And I was just like, that's interesting. I really don't, I really don't trust the Bills to cover to cover on 12. Without Brees Hall, I just can't see this Jets team making making any big splash plays and stuff like that. I will – I will say I, I do have a prop for the Jets, and it's actually a positive prop. Got an over for them. Tyler Conklin, over three and a half receptions. I just think that's the tight end. I think you're going to be down this whole game. They're going to see a lot of throwing the ball. And uh, Zach Wilson, as his quarterback, he's he's gone over three and a half catches two out of three games so far this year. And he's just a safe play. Like, you know, those quarterbacks that can't do, get shit going, they usually dump it off to the tight end. I really like I, I like that one, but I like this um I like this Jets defense to make some noise in this game to just show that like yo I understand we're not the better team, but we're not pushovers. See, I am worried about a Josh Allen interception because I do give Jets defense their credit. Sauce Garner's legit and all that. I don't think Garner's gonna be enough for Diggs, but we'll find out. That'd be a fun little matchup to watch. Uh, yeah. Next game on the slate, Vikings are going to Washington to play. The Commanders, who are looking like a little scrappy dog now. The Vikings are laying three points. How do you see this one going, Kev? This is actually funny because I'm pretty sure I got a notification about the um, Washington Commanders owner. Oh, Dan Snyder. Yeah, he's selling the team, but also Washington's team is like IR, uh, the, the FBI is getting them or something. IR, like they're getting some federal shit going on. About their two books. That's actually funny. Um, 
thing. I can't find it right now, but I'm pretty sure they got to a point where they considered him um they found a foul play or some shit like that. I could be tripping up. But um and they said that Jay Z and um Jeff Bezos is um looking into um are looking into joining the collaborating on a part ownership group for the commies and I'm just like oh, well, I don't know what they're gonna change them boys to because like they just got changed to the command. I feel like they can get changed again. So like, I said hurts. if Bezos gets them, they better call them the Prime Washington Prime. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that'd be kind of fine. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what the fuck their logo would be, but that'd be fine. It better be Optimus fucking Prime. That's the first thing I thought about. Oh yeah, but onto this game though. The Vikings are six and one, and people are talking shit like they're the worst six and one team, six and one team they've ever seen. And I don't understand it. I understand Jay Jettas. He hasn't really gotten to the end zone much, but nobody in the world would say he's having a bad season. Nobody would even say he's having a slow season. He's just having one of those Julio Jones ass seasons. He's like, I'm number one in this. I'm number two, three in this, but motherfucking, I'm just. Number 15 in touchdowns. Like, it's insane. There's, there's backups scoring, scoring more than me right now. But besides for that, this team is nice. They just traded for um, Hawkinson, didn't they? Big TJ. Yes, sir. So, yeah. So, they're only trying to make the offense more and more and more um, explosive. You already got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madsen backing them up. So, like, I just came wanted to see this offense explode in this game and show that, like, yo, we're, the, we're one of the better teams. Like, we're the better team in the NFC North. Packers ain't got shit on us. So let's show that we're going to go into this playoffs. We're probably going to win a couple games. I will. So one of the reasons why I'm one of the believers on why the Vikings aren't as good. Their offense is good, and they only got better over the weekend. Uh, that's for sure. But their defense is bottom. They're literally the fourth worst pass defense. And Ooh. that's where, like, Kyler almost had it until he threw the interception. But, like, when he rolls up against some of the better offenses and it gets into a shootout, how are they going to look? I don't know. But my whole being in my body is just telling me to take the commies here, bro. One thing I did do, because uh, I looked to see when the Vikings, uh, who was next on their schedule, because I thought they played the Packers next week. Like maybe look ahead spot against the Packers because of division rivalry. Nope. They got the Bills next week. So now I'm thinking, I was like, oh, they're definitely not worried about the commies this week. They're thinking about the Bills. They're looking ahead. And the commies, they're going to be that. Because there's always one random team that me and you didn't even think about to win the game, an uh, underdog of the week type shit. And I think that's where the, a lot of people are going to be back in the Vikings with money. Like, oh, yeah, Vikings. Three points is all it is. Only three points. Oh, they should destroy the commies. And then I think Tyler Heineke just fucking finds himself away with Scary Terry. Like, the fourth worst pass defense, Scary Terry, I think, is going to get something over the top a few times, especially if it's a close game in the fourth. We know what them boys are made of right now. Yeah, I, I I like that, and I think that's a very possible outcome. But just off the ways the Vikings played last week against the Cardinals, the Cardinals it looked like a close game for a lot, but like the Vikings were able to just get a stop. They didn't have to get many stops, but they were get a stop, and the offense was able to um, capitalize on that. All right, now it's gonna be a good game. I could be dead wrong, and Kirk Cousins goes and torches this terrible Commanders defense, and Heineke can't keep up. But I have not rode the Heineke train this year at all, and I was big on the Heineke train last year, so I feel like I have to go back to my dude. Nah, it's because of what we saw that nigga do last week. That boy was on some shit. We got we kind of lit right now. I almost picked the ass if it wasn't for my dog Jay Jettis. 
Uh, two props, scary, both Scary Terry. Scary Terry over 66 and a half yards, and Scary Terry's longest catch to be over 25 and a half yards. Uh, with Heineke, his longest catch back to back games was like 35 and 40 something. Like, he just finds a way to get open, and that all that's all you need to go over 66 receiving yards. So, I'm kind of just bringing that together. Next game, Packers versus the Lions. Here we go, divisional matchup. Packers laying three and a half points. How do you feel in here? You, the Lions are at home, home underdog. If there has ever been a must-win game for the Packers, yeah, it's this one right here. Like, this is a show that that they 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 figured it out. They got because the offense looked great against the Bills last week, and that's an amazing defense. So this shows that they're figuring out in the mission world. They get this dub, and they can pick up some momentum because the NFC is still wide the fuck open right now. Yeah, no excuse for the Packers here. It, yeah, this, they got this is they, it. But they, they got to put a trigger. And the Lions, I want to say, are, was it the Lions that they said is 32? Like a genuine 32. Like that 32 yes. in the DB, 32 <laughs> in the passing, and 32 in the rush. Like it's straight up 32. Worst defense crowd. NFL by far. We just saw two of scorched them boys. I mean, Swift isn't 100% either. So that's another. At the Packers, Rodgers owns them. And I think that's as simple as that's a gut play. I like the Packers a lot here. I want to say he has like fifty something touchdowns, six interceptions, and six thousand yards against the Bush. She yeah, owns him. Fucking if he 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 uh summers in Chicago and he uh winters in Detroit. Yeah, he goes skiing in Detroit. But uh I got golf under two hundred and forty nine and a half passing yards. I thought that was crazy high for the second best pass defense in the NFL, only letting up like hundred and eighty yards. And then Aaron Jones over three and a half catches. That's his Aaron to Aaron has been something that's been consistent all year. And that we we already hit on how bad that defense is. I'm really expecting them to kill them boys when it comes to them running game. I really expect AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones to really take off and help um help Aaron Rodgers out this week. Next game, we have the Chargers going to Atlanta to play your Dirty Birds, Kev. Dirty Birds are a three-point underdog. And I'm gonna point out injury report. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, and backup tight end Donald Parham, who's really playing 50% of the snaps, also out. So it's going to be Herbert, Eckler, and some dudes. And some dudes. I mean, I like that Palmer dude. He's pretty cool. Yeah, Palmer is pretty good, and so is uh, uh, Carter, Dwayne Carter or something. He's he's not bad. He's good. Mm -hmm. So this shows, like, so this is a good game for the Chargers because this lets them – they're fresh off the bye. They're feeling good and everything. But here's my thing. Like, they still hurt as fuck. So, on paper, you would usually be scared of the Chargers in the, against the Falcons just because we probably don't match up too well. They have – um, we just let Deontay Foreman score three touchdowns on us last week, and they have Austin motherfucking Eckler. So, like, there's going to be – I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game, definitely in the 20s and 30s. But um, we can win this game, like, straight up because all we got to do – because. We have almost five running backs. Cardell Patterson's back in practice yes, this sir. week. So we have almost like five running backs. If he does that, we're going to have Cordell Patterson, other Jid, I can't remember his name, Hutley, Algier. Tyler, Algier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Algier and um and Marcus Mariota. So we got like five different runners. Like we'll, and we'll have like a crazy like five-headed dragon, like motherfucking coming back. No, I'm backing so- – I'm backing y'all too. 
So yeah, I'm loving I'm loving us in this situation. I think if we run the fuck out this fucking ball, control the clock, control the tempo, and limit the mistakes. No fourth quarter interceptions, no overtime interceptions. Let's get the motherfucking let's get the ball and take that bitch down. And they're missing all their receivers, and we've been having secondary problems. But if you look at it, the only team that um only player that didn't practice this today was um or this week was um AJ Terrell. And y'all just traded for Rashad Felton. I don't think he's gonna play, but you got the cornerback death is coming back. And Chargers are the sixth worst team against the run. They're slowly showing their ass like they did last year on like, hey, if you can run the ball, you can beat us. And only thing that scared me was y'all's worst pass defense. But it's getting healthier, and they don't have their weapons. So I'm feeling this is a nice juicy dog here at home. Yeah, this is getting good at home, dog. But I want to see. It's going to be a fun game. We're coming off of the momentum. And then we got to play again on Thursday. So it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I got uh, Drake London under 39 and a half receiving yards. They just don't. Really? They're just not throwing the ball. He's hit. So since the fa- week, first three weeks went over every time. Since the Falcons have turned themselves into a full run mode team, he's only in five games, he's only gone over once. And it was he got 40 yards total. So. Oh, okay. 39 and a half, I think it seems just about right. Maybe JC is going to be on him. And they're just going to run the, exploit the weakness. Arthur Smith thinking a full round with throwing the ball. He knows he can run it down your throat. And this then, I'm not sure. I think he's still hurt or just bench because I don't I'm not sure. Um, but then Gerald Everett, the tight end for the uh, Chargers, over four and a half receptions. Everyone's hurt. He's, he's going to find him at least five times. I like it. Next game, Dolphins going to Chicago to play the Bears. Anytime you say that, I just imagine – I see I see you spelled it D-A, not T-H-E, but D-A. <laughs> Only way to spell it. No, nah, no rap cap. I mean, there's not much to say about this. The fact that it's only four and a half is very interesting because that defense isn't letting Justin Fields do anything. I mean, they're not going to throw the ball. I doubt they throw the ball more than 15 times. But um, if they can, they're probably going to try to get the running game established with Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, and Justin Fields to try to um, keep you guys on your toes and then score those ugly-ass touchdowns with Pettis. And, um, oh, oh, what's homie's name, the other receiver Mooney. out there? Mooney. Uh, well, so long. Uh, we got the sixth best rush defense, so I want I want to see them try and set up that little run game. Yeah, that's the only thing I can see. They can't set up that run game. What is this toast? The Bears let the Cowboys put up forty nine, and you're saying they have a better offense than the Dolphins with Tua? No, not even. No, not you. Possible. I'm just saying about the line. Like when the line is four and a half, they had the Cowboys at what, like twelve yet last week or some shit like that, and. We only get four and a half. You're telling me the the Cowboys are just you're telling me they you think they have a better offense than the Dolphins with two with the, with not just Tyreek leading the league by like a fucking lap, like two hundred extra yards, but then Waddle at number four. Uh like when we see Tyreek Hill leads the NFL and passes of ten air yards or more at six hundred and ninety one. Waddle is second at 529. No other receiver has over 500. That's how explosive this offense is right now. And 
Word is going to blow. The Bears are dead. Like, everyone loves Fields right now because he's looking better and better. And this is just going to be, this is going to, we might put up 50. That's how confident I'm coming in on this. We're going to have the run game going with Jeff Wilson and Morissette. And then we're him with a little play action waddle, play action Tyree, a little jet sweep Tyree for 50 yards. You know, just so we're going to cook him. I believe it, but I don't know about 50. They do have a decent, they have some decent little corners. Waddle over 64 and a half receiving yards. This is autoplay. He's gone over at five out of five games with Tua. No other receiver in the top 10 yards is set at 64 and a half receiving yards, let alone the number four receiver in, in yards. But uh, and then Mike is sick, over two and a half receptions. I mean, three for three with since he's been uh, not on the trade block anymore. Gonna keep it rolling. Like the stack he was on the trade block for what? He don't block. But now that we're just uh, saying, fuck it, let's just air it out. Fuck it, we'll just get another receiver in there with Gasicki. Yeah. Uh, Raiders versus the Jaguars. This one, I had the hardest time picking. I'm not going to lie. At all the games, this was the hardest one for me to pick. The Raiders are dead. Yeah, I just kept coming back to that. Raiders are dead, but the Jaguars are fucking walking zombies. They've been dead for a minute, you feel me? So I don't really trust this Raiders defense to make um, Trevor Lawrence, force Trevor Lawrence to really do some stupid shit. So I think this is the Jaguars game to lose if they want to lose, if they don't come in here explosive, if they don't come in here running that bitch with ETN, if they don't come in that bitch with Trevor Lawrence, at least at least getting like two something against his Raiders defense that is pretty lackluster. They just let Andy Dalton torch their ass 24 0 not too long ago. So I think it comes to them. They got to use, um, it just, yeah, it just comes to them. And then the Raiders on their side, offensive side, they just got to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. They could do that and limit them mistakes. They could, I don't know, this is a tough one because, like, I really want to pick the Raiders, but the Raiders suck. So, yeah. like, that's what made it so hard. They both are just so bad right now. Which one are you take? You're taking the Jaguars, aren't you? I'm taking the Jags because the one thing that I can just say about the Jags is they've been in every game this year. Like the, the, the one yard play against the uh, Giants, one yard away. Last week in London, it was a close game. They only lost by seven. They had the lead for part of the game. Whereas the Raiders, I can't say the same about them. They like There's been games where they just weren't in it at all. And you don't know what team's showing up every weekend. Yeah, I think this Raiders team is just deflated and they know the season's over at this point. Like they're like it's gonna be hard to get up when you know like the Chiefs are in your division, the Chargers are in your division. <laughs> like uh, I thought you said it was I thought you said it was hard getting it up. I was about to say, God damn. The oh, Derek, no. we're gonna call it the Derek Carr dysfunction, not erectile dysfunction, Derek Carr for dysfunction. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the Jags. I don't know if you are you riding the Jag train too. Oh, I'm gonna take the Jags so bad, but the Jags love to fuck up games when I pick them. Who's the favorite? Uh, the Raiders are favored by like a point or two. Those are pick up and they're at they're in Jacksonville. Yep, they are in Jaggy World. Oh, uh, man, so yeah, I guess we'll take the Jags as a home dog. No, I wouldn't to take the Raiders in this one. But uh, we'll take take the Jags as a home dog. I'm taking Marvin Jones over 35 and a half receiving pro- uh, yards. Bad Raiders pass D. Like, they let shit over the top, and that's Marvin Jones' bread and butter. It's a, a long ball over the top. 
and uh, he can't, he's coming off zero yards last game, and he he went shut out two weeks ago, and then he came back with a hundred yard game. So I'm just grinding that one. No, nah, I'm gonna take the Raiders. I'm gonna take the Raiders. Let's keep it. I'm not. I learned nothing but um, curl activating and rated good. All righty, we got uh the Patriots versus the Colts. It is minus six now. The line moved a lot. It was like minus three and a half. Now it's like minus six on the Patriots to win. I'm riding the Patriots. Like this is as simple as Belichick versus the rookie court. I know he's not a rookie, but he's his second year. His first official start was last week, so he's basically a rookie. And this is Belichick owns simple-minded quarterbacks that aren't ready for the NFL yet. No Jonathan Taylor, and they traded away Naheem Hines. So how much is Zach Moss, who it is traded and got, really going to do? And how much is uh like Deion Jackson for fantasy might be a good play, but in real life, the Patriots are just going to steamroll these boys. No Jonathan Taylor. He's really been bad a lot of injuries this season. It's, it's not like all his fault. This is arguably is the worst O-line in the NFL. And Matt Judon is like tied for first or second for the most sacks with four and a half or something like that. So or six and a half. So, bye-bye, Sam Elliger. Yeah, all right, Pete. Yeah, I got the Patriots, too, on this one. There's nothing really to talk about. Next game, fun little game here. Panthers versus the Bengals. How do you see this? You got Joe, Joey Beasy versus the Panthers with P.J. Walker. Joe Beasy coming back after being terrorized by Miles Garrett and the motherfucking Browns relentless defense last week. And I think the Panthers have a defense. They showed that their defense could get picks. Um, Last week, they showed what they get, two, one very clutch in the fourth quarter. I didn't see too crazy a pass rush. I didn't feel like this Panthers team was really um keeping Marcus Miguel on his toes, and I think that's going to be their downfall. Like, if you're playing coverage and you're really trying to let these boys, um, you let um Joe Burrow figure it out without being crazy rushed. Like he doesn't get because he used to get sacked five to seven times a game. Like he's used to getting being on the floor and still being like, all right, man, let's finish this drive. Like nigga, what? But um, out your mind. No Jamar Chase, no Jamar Chase. So T Higgins boy, and what's their um Hayden Hurst? No Hayden Hurst is Hayden um, Hurst. Yeah, that's in the tight end. So. I think if they can sit down, figure it out, you got motherfucking Joe Mixon, who was getting mixy last week, found him the run game and the pass game. They just got to play it slow, and if they offline can block, I don't see the Panthers really doing anything. I just uh, – I like the Panthers. And they got to play What? I, I like the Panthers' defense, though, because the Bengals, I've, I've been forgetting to talk about it. Their O-line is, is, has gotten better since those first three weeks, but they're still beatable. Like, you saw what Miles Garrett did. So, I, this Panthers team is just – I don't know if I should go against them or root for them right now. I fuck with P.J. Walker, and I, I would talk shit. I said, oh, we're not worried about him airing out the ball. Uh, against uh, like that's not how he's gonna beat teams. Or well, then fucking the very the same week uh, against y'all, like that's literally how they won the game. They're Aaron Evans, like he he started to throw the ball some more. DJ Moore got involved. I'm fuck it. You went the Bengals, right? Yeah, definitely. I gotta I, play I, the Panthers. They fucking boys. I'm taking. I'll take the Panthers here. Like uh, I think Trey Henderson is questionable. I'm not sure if he's playing. And uh. 
I just don't trust in T. Higgins as a number one wide receiver. I said it last week. I'm saying it again. Uh, like I'm taking the under 74 and a half receiving yards for him because J.C. Horn is a, a really good cornerback. And if he's going to be shadowing him, I think Tyler Boyd and Hurst might have a good day, but not not Higgins. Hey, man. Jamar Chase needs to hurry up and come back. I got Higgins on my fence. Next game on the list here, I think we're finally in four o'clock games. We have the Seahawks versus the Cardinals in Arizona. Cardinals are laying two points. They're the favorite here. Seahawks are underdogs again. I fucking hate the Seahawks. I'm going to pick against them every week, and it sounds – I'm learning that I'm just dumber and dumber just picking these teams against them because the Seahawks team showed up. They're fucking – Geno Smith is looking like a doll. Pete Carroll is a chess master, like really be able to cock up any quarterback and make them confident in their play. But for some reason, I'm going to pick against them again. And I'm pretty sure if we check the stats, I'm probably 0-4 when these niggas is underdogs. Like, I lost the first week. Definitely a lost when on. Yeah, and they've been, they definitely picked a couple teams over them. And I haven't yet to pick them. But, like, I'm a little one. This Cardinals team, they got D-Hop. So that's always when they're at their best. I don't know if their defense has turned up at all. Don't even know what the, it doesn't sound like it because the Vikings just dropped 36 on their ass. So I'm going to pick against the Seahawks again. And I'm probably going to look stupid again. But I'm trusting Kyler Murray to, and them boys to start figuring it out and start winning in bunches so they can be a force come playoff time. I'm, I'm co signing the Cardinals here. I think a lot of people are going to be picking the Seahawks. They go, they're underdogs again, and you always fade the public when they're making those type of bets. Cardinals would uh, – so they played earlier this year. People keep bringing it up. Seahawks won 19-9, and the Cardinals' offense didn't score anything except for a field goal. But that was the same game. I don't even remember on the recap. I was coming here bitching about how they got in the red zone four times, and they went for it on fourth down three of the four times – and does uh got nothing out of those drives. So yeah, they lost mm-hmm. nineteen and nine, but their offense was able to get into the red zone. Now with D Hop on the offense back, they're scoring on these trips. They're not so that's gonna be the difference maker, I think. And uh that's why I think the Cardinals here a nice little steal for only a two point spread. Yeah. I get I got an over prop for Will Drisley, the tight end for the Seahawks, over twenty and a half receiving yards. Cardinals are the worst team against tight ends this year. Last time they played, two of the three Seattle tight ends went over 20 and a half receiving yards. So that's how that's how easy it is for tight ends to get over this on them. So Rams versus Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks are the favorite here. Minus three. Cooper Cup is banged up, but he will play. He a dog. He's really a machine. The dog yeah. machine. He's made it a lot. No, no. We are so it looks like it. But this team, this this is one of those games that looks really good on paper. Last um when they made the schedule. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be with that guy or nothing like that. But maybe last year's schedule, when they made the schedules last year, they made sure not to put the Super Bowl rematch with the Chiefs and Bucks on there. I'm just saying they might have been trying to scheme for the Bucks a little bit and bum ass makes how they fucking feel. But I fast forward to this year, we got this Rams defense, this Rams 
team that just has not looked the best because of um all these interceptions, these missed throws. They're just not looking great. And just looking like Cooper Cup is everything they got. So, and this Bucks team's lost five of their last six. Sheesh. Like. Against bad and, teams. The Steelers with Pickett and um, P.J. Walker, Panthers. And one of those wins was the rough and the passer call would against Tom Brady and the Falcons. So, like, I think these two teams are both in the same situation. I just think the Rams have a couple more wins than the Bucks. But at the end of the day, this team, this this game's gonna come down to like who makes the least amount of who beats themselves the least. And I feel like I feel like the Bucks might be able to beat themselves a little bit like, less than the Rams. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win this game like twenty one seventeen. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks though. All right. I was hoping you was always going to go against your booty pirates. Uh, I'm taking Tampa as well. It's literally a mirror matchup of two teams with bad O-lines or really good D-lines that can get a pass rush going. So it's going to be who who takes who doesn't throw those interceptions. And one thing I know about that boy Stafford is he is going to be throwing them interceptions. And <laughs> He's going to throw them pick sixes every time. And a Bucks revenge game from the playoffs last year. That was another thing that helped me take Tampa. Oh games. yeah, this this wasn't the Super Bowl game. This was the NFC. Um, this was the NFC division around I'm tripping. Yeah, and it was. And if you remember, the Bucks could have went to overtime if they didn't let Cooper Cup get that fucking a sixty yard bomb to set up the field goal type shit. So they might are still itching for that. But if Jalen Ramsey motherfucker doesn't give up that motherfucking go route to Mike Evans. <sighs> The game's over. And all I know, Devin White better take somebody's fucking head off after all the shit people are talking about him and his lack of effort. I better see him at least go kill somebody on the field this Sunday. Didn't he say that? Somebody said that he said that Warren Sapp doesn't know football or some shit. Oh, that's what he was. He, he was coming at Warren because Warren Sapp called him out about the lack of effort and pulled up some plays. And he said he'll take the C off his chest if he was the coach. And uh, yeah, so then that's when um Devin White barked back that he's called him a stupid idiot that don't know anything about football. Damn, I mean he did play for the Bucks, but as you know. Uh, let me see. Uh oh, if y'all didn't know prop bet autoplay, Stafford over half interception. It is still minus one ten. It is literally begging you to get the money. Like it's insane. Titans versus Chiefs. Malik Willis is looking like he will play. Tannehill, I just saw that is game time decision with his ankle. So just keep that an eye on that. But the Chiefs are laying 12 and a half points. This is the other juicy big spread on the fucking uh to play this week. Where do you see this game going? I mean, it, if the Titans are smart, they run the well. They they do the same thing they did last week. Less than ten passes. Let's run this bitch thirty five times with just Derrick Henry by itself, and let's get everybody else involved running that motherfucker too. And then they could keep the motherfucking clock running. If they keep this clock running, they could keep the score somewhat close. But if they try to get creative, oh my <laughs> gosh, the Chiefs are gonna blow their stupid ass out. I mean, Pat Mahomes fresh off a of bye, fresh oh. legs. McCall Hartman? Travis Kelsey? Oh, man. 
Yeah, Darius Tony is looking like he's gonna play, and he he was comped as the next Tyreek Hill coming out of Florida. Dude, I mean, who said that? I watched him play in Florida. I mean, he that was, was nice. the analyst just to talk about his shifty, how he can catch a ball on a screen and turn it into something big. Oh, that's it. Cool. I mean, didn't he just play for the Giants and not do that at all? But um, well, he, cool, he last year he had that game with eleven catches for like hundred and ninety yards, and then he punched somebody and got ejected. And then after that was when we never resaw from him again. And he was, uh, some people saying faking injuries so he wouldn't have to play on the Giants. And that's why they were so willing to just get his ass out for like, a, I don't even know what they got from like a fifth or sixth rounder or some shit. They just said, fuck it, take him. Interesting. So it really could yeah. be a turnaround story for his ass if he actually has been healthy this whole time. Yeah, so the Chiefs should beat the shit out of them, but if the right. If the motherfuckers are smart, they will run the shit out of this ball and keep keep that clock running so it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, co-signing Chiefs here. They just can't fade him. Uh, over Derrick Henry, 87 and a half rushing yards. And it, it's all because we're watching as Derrick Henry does this thing where as the season progresses, he breaks down these teams because they're t- more tired, they're more injured, and he's just a fucking human truck. Walking truck. Yeah, so I think they'll keep it closer to 12 and a half. I'm not, but I still don't think they beat the Chiefs. On to Monday night football. We have the Ravens versus the Saints. Baltimore only laying two and a half points. I mean, I didn't know this till now, until like recently, but I didn't know the Raiders team had the flu. So. That's probably maybe a reason why the Saints, because we were big on the Saints' defenses and all that good this year. So maybe that might be why this, that Devontae Adams is questionable to play for this week also because he's still sick. But, like, apparently the whole team had the flu. So I'm just going to say that. So Raiders' team had the flu. It wasn't Michael Jordan. And don't let the Saints fool you. And that's how that's how I see this going. So I think the Ravens blow their ass out. The Saints, the Saints had their high last week, and now it's time to come down. Not definitely. I think Andy Dalton's going to have um. So James Williams is officially uh a non-injured backup. Yeah, you would be seeing him on the sideline with his little clipboard. He oh, back man, on like, his Drew Brees days where he had that clipboard just watching. I'm crying. I mean, I feel like Andy Dalton's probably going to make the better decisions out of the two, so they, that's why they start his ass. But there's no way in the hell the Saints team does something to this Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are missing Rashard Bateman and Mark Andrews. Yeah, they put Bateman on IR. Uh, Mark Andrews, I'm, he's questionable, but like on fantasy football, they have not touched his projected points. So like, I'm thinking, hey, like it seems like all all good to go. But even if he's not there, I've said it like like week one or so, like the preseason, like Isaiah likely was a guy all throughout preseason that they kept talking about. Like, that's gonna find his way on the field. He's so good. And like mm-hmm. Andrews went down and he fucking balled out. So I'm not saying he's another Mark Andrews, but I'm just saying it's not, they got it. They got a dude waiting. I respect it, but yeah, like you said, the Ravens gonna beat the shit out of the boys. I just feel like for some reason his game's gonna be closer than it needs to be, and it's gonna be like the Ravens have to hold off the Saints for some reason. But they just got Rokon Smith. You think he's gonna be in the lineup matchup? I'm not sure, depending on how similar the defense is to what the Bears were running, but I'm not 100% sure. I wouldn't be shocked if they throw his ass out there off rip. Just maybe just on third downs, like a big third down play here or there. 
I'd like to see it. Uh, but, but then yeah, uh, to beat the shit out of boys. Yeah, and uh, my one prop for this game is Andy Dalton under two hundred and thirty nine and a half passing yards. Like I played this prop last week and it hit. I don't know why they keep putting it at two forty. Basically, he's only gone over that one game against the Cardinals after he threw those pick sixes. His best <laughs> last week was his best week on like according to everyone's standards. He only had two twenty nine. Like he's not hitting two forty, guys. This is he's going under. Huh. Um, on yeah. Humphrey's gonna have something to say about that. Yeah, unless them boys just fucking run into each other or some shit. But uh, <laughs> on to everyone's favorite part. We've been on a roll recently, also. So let's get into the locks and dogs of the week, Kev. So we can't keep, fuck up the rhythm. We gotta have you go first to keep the mojo going, Kev. What are your locks of the week? I mean, I'm definitely taking the Ravens over the Saints. That's free money, in my opinion. Um, the Vikings definitely. Are the Vikings home? The Vikings are away. Dang, I was hoping they so. are two and one in a way though, so they've been playing pretty good. Nice. And then I like, I like the stuff. And then you know, I got. I'm gonna take my dirty birds as a motherfucking dog, just off the fact that the Cardinals are three and zero at um on away at home. They haven't really been that shit, and. Hopefully our secondary holds up against their beat up their beat up receiver court. Yeah. All right. Damn. Already. Already. I like those. First lock. Patriots. This the Sam Elliger is that quarterback. This Bill Belichick, Matt Judon, this defense and the running of Vermont Stevenson. The boys are gonna get it done. And honestly, I don't think the, the, Bill Belichick just doesn't like the Colts off rip. So next game, another team that I just they don't like. He don't like them. The Packers, minus three and a half. Like, give me the Packers money line to beat the fucking Lions. Like, this is we're talking about Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. All right, this he owns this Lions team. He should get it done. My dog, hmm. I could co-sign the Falcons. I could go big dog with the Panthers, maybe. But mm. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go against the grain. Someone's got to win. Give me the commies at home. Give me a Heineken to celebrate. I think they get it done. They're going to be that sneaky dog that no one's looking at this week. I think they're coming off a good high. They had a great win last week, but nah. Can't One of us like is it. walking away with some dubs. There we go. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. My best bets. Dolphins minus four and a half. I mean, we saw what the Cowboys offenses did to the Bears. The Dolphins are just more more efficient. They just they're leading in every statistical category in the passing. The and you're telling me that they're going up against one of the worst run games. Oh, we're actually like we're just gonna be looking on fire, I think. So minus four and a half spread's not big enough. Falcons plus three going back-to-back, both our teams in the best bets. I think the Falcons are just – they have the formula to beat the Chargers. They suck at – Yeah, they suck at the uh, against the run, and the Falcons will run the ball all game if need be, and they will beat you. Packers, minus three and a half. Like, he just owns his team. Like, I think they win by more. Like, every offense has looked great, and this is perfect time for the Packers to get right. Ravens minus two and a half. 
Saints team is just getting extra juice from the money uh, from the bookmakers probably because of the fact that they just beat the Raiders 24-0. The Raiders had the flu, boys. Like the Ravens and Lamar, they they're not sick. They're gonna come in here and just run a muck and dome. Um, is this like official news? Like this, the, that the Raiders all had the flu. A lot. So when they came on the, I didn't know that they're uh, so they were questionable, and then they still played, but they had illness. That was what they were questionable for, and. Maybe, you know, down in New Orleans, someone spiked their gumbo. Who knows? You know, it gets shysty they down got, in the street. They got, hit with, they got hit with the pizza. They got hit with the pizza trick. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at, by all, any means necessary, you got to get that dub on Sunday. Patriots minus six. Don't be afraid of this spread. The Colts are starting Sam Elliger against an elite defense and run by Bill Belichick. There might be a pick six. There might be a fumble. No Jonathan Taylor either, and their backup, Naeem Hines, is up traded. It's going to be Deion Jackson. It's going to be some practice squad running backs and a and a basically rookie quarterback in his second start ever. Mm, against Bill Belichick, who just got who just passed soon son George Howard for most, second most wins in all time. Yeah. And for a juicy, extra juicy six play, I'm feeling shisty this weekend. Bills minus 11 and a half. Fuck the Jets. Fuck Zach Wilson. And fuck what they stand for. The Bills are going to blow the roof off. This is a professional American football league we're talking, man. Like, not, not, not what the Jets is running over there on offense. Why? Why? I respect that. I think they're going to get their ass blown out, but I wouldn't have took it. Uh, but that rounds out. I got six best bets, and I think 14 prop bets. So that's 20 bets given out this weekend. Go hammer them, boys. Yeah, that's a lot of bets. That's free money. Tell them. But, uh, it's no cap, man. But that's everything, man. Yes, sir. Hey. Hey, y'all, boys. So I got to get back to motherfucking editing. I got pictures and shit to handle, man. So in the meantime, I need y'all to go ahead like, comment, subscribe, share, and really enjoy these shits. Go make sure you can get you, get you, get your mind right and figure out what's best for you. Because this has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. We talking week nine predictions, picks, best bets, everything you need, you feel me? It's going to be a good week of football. There's a lot of favoritisms going on my side. Paul got some dogs, dogs barking over there. So we going to mess with y'all, man. I'm your boy, Kev Waterbless Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning concert, and we don't mind telling you, 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 and you that y'all some bitches. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.